I'm here with Andrew Giuliani, who we all know as the former gubernatorial candidate, Trump's staffer, of course, the son of America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani, and now a contributing friend, quote unquote, to 77 WABC's Sid and Friends in the Morning program, which we love. But what most people don't know about Andrew is that you can add professional golfer to that list as well. Andrew, first off, thanks for hopping on with me. And secondly, can you give the listeners a quick timeline of your professional career on the links? Well, Justin, good morning. You know, I played professional golf for about five years, never made it to the PGA Tour, which I'm sure this will be part of the discussion today, uh, or the European Tour. I guess for those baseball fans, I spent most of my career in kind of the double A, the single and double A of professional golf, uh, playing in a lot of regional tournaments, uh, having the opportunity to win some regional tournaments, uh, never making it to the major leagues, which obviously is one of those things that we all dream about. Well, the dream uh, doesn't have to die, Andrew. I mean, <laughs> you know, you're still a rel- relatively young guy. I mean, you know. What, what the senior tour is for. One day. One yeah, day. Yeah, exa- exactly. So let's hop right in here. We're used to focusing on, obviously, local and national politics with you. But yeah. today, I want to get uh, get your thoughts on the developing feud here between the new LIV Golf League and the traditional PGA Tour. Firstly, where does your allegiance lie? Are you loyal to the traditions and the history of the PGA Tour? Or are you a little bit attracted to what Greg Norman and uh, LIV Golf are trying to build? Well, I truly have friends on both sides of this battle. I, I've known Phil Mickelson for two decades now. and He's a guy who, uh, when I was playing, was a mentor. And, and obviously, he's been right at the heart of this issue. If you look at some of the comments that he's made. Uh, and I work closely with Jay Monahan directly when, uh, when, when, with, uh, uh, when working in the White House for the PGA Tour. And so I see both sides of this. I certainly understand why so many uh, 9-11 families are upset with live and with the developments, uh, considering the direct connection uh, to the Saudi investment group that live has, they are directly funded by the Saudi uh, foreign investment fund. Um, but also, I think one of the things and I think this is where some of the Gulf media may have not really reported the full side of the story uh, is that the PGA tours uh, of their of all their title sponsors, 27 of their title sponsors, including FedEx, which does the season long sponsorship, uh, do direct business with Saudi Arabia. So I, I think this is an issue that is not maybe fully reported to sports fans the way that it probably should be. Yeah, and I think, listen, superstars like Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy coming out, I mean, these guys have a huge following, and they come out loud, really. I mean, in, in most instances, against uh, Live Golf. I, I, that's got to have some sort of influence in terms of the following that they have, right? I mean, there's not many uh, golf golfers out there or people who watch golf who don't love Tiger Woods or who don't love Rory McIlroy, so a lot of fans out there are kind of listening to what these guys are saying and saying, you know, how could they be wrong, right? Yeah, and not just fans, I think also players. If you look at probably uh, the most important thing for Live this coming year, it's trying to get more and more of the top marquee players. And uh, all these marquee players now, they grew up watching Tiger Woods and loving Tiger Woods. And so when Tiger Woods has something to say about it, that certainly weighs on their decision-making. So you're absolutely right with regards to fans, but also also with regards to these top players as well. Of course, and then uh, the, the biggest issue, right, has been the exposure level of, uh, of Live uh, compared to the PGA Tour. Obviously, every PGA tournament you can catch on the Golf Channel, on NBC, I mean, wherever it may be, it's, it's on national TV that weekend. Uh, and LIV, up to this point, really, up until last week, had, uh, had trouble really getting that kind of exposure because in the United States, at least, their tournaments were only available on YouTube. But last week, they did announce a multi-year media agreement with 
the CW Network, a deal that finally brings the Saudi-backed circuit to a traditional television platform in the United States. So on paper, this looks like it has to be a win for Norman and Live Golf, right? I think so, and I think looking at this, obviously, CW is not one of those networks that you could, could, would consider to be a traditional uh, sports media outlet, but it's certainly one of the two most important things that Liv needed to do this year. I think with the other being, and there's a little bit more in the weeds for, sports, for golf fans, uh, but getting world ranking points. And the reason why world ranking points is so important is because it allows the players on Liv to qualify for the major championships as these players are trying to make the decision whether or not to stay on the PGA Tour, potentially risk it by going to live. Uh, those world ranking points is a major decision because they want to be able to qualify for the four major championships, being the Masters, the U.S. Open, the British Open, and the PGA Championship. Uh, but exposure is certainly uh, one of those two most important things that Liv needed to do. Now they did end up announcing this deal with CW, which has, I believe, over 160 million uh, viewers in the United States of America. Uh, I think that, along with their YouTube presence, uh, means that they continue to see the progress uh, in their development that I think a lot of people, if you just think about a year ago, uh, where you had a lot of different journalists saying that Liv was dead in the water, uh, I think they're very much alive and they're very much a risk to the PGA Tour. How about that? Wow. So I guess you could say, I mean, this is, this is my final question on the matter, but do you see this lasting for LIV, for Live Golf? They're clearly doing everything, like you just mentioned, they can to try and reach the level of the PGA Tour, uh, the most important being, of course, exposure, which now they're taking the first step towards. But is it realistic for them to aim for surpassing the tour at any point in regard to popularity? Uh, I don't think surpassing the tour in the next half decade, we'll put it that way. But I think it's a matter of, in terms of this lasting how long their investors are willing to take a loss uh, to uh, invest in what the overall goal is, which is to be competitive with the PGA Tour. If they're willing to say that they're going to underwrite losses for the coming couple of years, three or four years, uh, then I think there is a chance. If, if they continue to put up big purses like this and challenge the PGA Tour, uh, then they certainly can be competitive with the PGA Tour. And some would argue that the former European Tour, now known as, as the DP World Tour, uh, that Liv may even be surpassing the DP World Tour. Maybe not in exposure yet, but certainly in purses uh, and in top talent, which I think Liv might have more than, which means that Liv, you could argue, is the second biggest tour uh, in, uh, in the world at this point. They certainly have a lot more challenges, as we, as we mentioned before, uh, but I think they certainly are a challenge to the PGA Tour, and that's why uh, you see the PGA Tour taking notice of this uh, and fighting back legally and uh, with their PR uh, with their PR groups. Yeah, no, 100%. So there you have it. I mean, you know, according, according to uh, the great Andrew Giuliani, Live Golf lives to fight another day. Not only that, but uh, they're moving very heavily in the right direction. Andrew, I really appreciate your time this morning, and uh, we're looking forward to hearing you with the great Sidney Rosenberg coming up and uh, Sid and Friends in the Morning on this Tuesday morning. Well, I'm glad I could be a friend to Sid. You know, I hear, I hear he had struggle with getting friends, so I, I need to do everything that I can to make sure that he has as many friends as possible. And you and I, we have a, a heavy burden to carry being uh, being a friend of Sid. Yeah, well, listen, I mean, it, it, by chance, you just happened to pick up one of those postages we were we were sticking up all around New York City. Sid's looking for friends. And Andrew picked one of those up, and now, uh, now he's part of the crew. So, Andrew, appreciate your time this morning, and uh, keep on coming back. Thank you, Justin. It's an honor to join the number one morning show in New York, and I believe one of the best in the country. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you.